Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. How are we going to teach people to use it? Right? We're not a large staff. And they're very, very busy, right? We have five years to complete these projects overseas. Sure. They can't be paused while we try to figure out how to roll out. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shift Happens Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Raymond Sai, Modern Workplace Professional, Microsoft Regional Director and MVP. We're so excited here today because we're live at Microsoft Ignite. And with me today is my good friend, Jeremy, Director of Policy and Planning in the Office of the CIO of the Millennium Challenge Corporation. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for uh, spending time with me today. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So how's the conference been so far? This conference is amazing. I mean, you just can't go wrong coming to this conference. Every year, right? It just keeps getting better and better and see a lot of people. And more and more announcements, right? That's what we come for. Now, let's, uh, let's get going here. So today, we're going to talk about how Jeremy uh, spearheaded and, and worked with this organization to drive sustainable adoption for Microsoft Teams. Now, before we talk about that, uh, I want to make sure our listeners understand about your organization, uh, what you all do, and uh, the kind of impact you provide for um, pretty much our country. So your organization's title has the word corporation in it, but actually... MCC, it's an important federal government agency. Can you talk to everyone uh, what MCC is about, what you all do, uh, what's the mandate, all that good stuff? Absolutely. Thank you, Doug. Mm-hmm. So MCC, it's, uh, it was created in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, government wanted to do something in, in, a, in a bold new direction around how we uh, do international development. For sure. aid. And so they didn't want business as usual. We, got, we have that, right? That's government. Government's always business as usual. So they wanted to look at something a little more innovative that looks at data and analysis and wherever that went is what our Mm. agency does. It's not, you know, politics driven. And so the results were the creation of Millennium Challenge Corporation. We call it MCC. Mm -hmm. It's easier to say. Sure. And it's a three-letter agency because we're government. Right. So for those who don't know, you should know about us. We're in aid. We're fighting poverty. That's our, our, our direct mission. We try to transform lives, lives through creating economic opportunity by partnering with, you know, the world's best governed countries to specifically reduce uh, poverty through economic growth. Sure. And, and so the work you do, is it within the United States or outside of the United States? So the countries we do work for are completely outside the United States. Okay. Our, our agency is in the United States, and we have a presence in those countries. Sure. We... We're trying to look for ways to, to invest in these countries that will then boost self-sufficiency. Got it. We're specifically looking at countries that, in a way, so we can encourage stability, you know, security, prosperity. Sure. Things that we, take, you know, have in America, of right. course, and things we want to, to pass on. And, and to do that, we have to look at – we have a couple of rules that govern who we can do this with. Sure. Uh, first of all, we work with the poorest – Best governed countries in the world. Got it. Right. We're looking for people at the, at the low income or middle income uh, level, usually ranked by somebody like World Bank. Sure. And have demonstrated that they are committed to investing in their citizens. Right. We're looking for partners who already are are wanting ways to improve the situation in their countries. They're looking for economic freedom. Right. They're um, ruling justly. 
eliminating corruption, mm. right, which is a, a big problem across the world. Mm-hmm. So we do this in an interesting model. We, we do what's called a grant. Instead of a, instead of a, a loan, which you can, a lot of these countries can get from, uh, from other nations, they can get a loan, but that brings with it a large debt burden for the country. Exactly. In our case, it's a grant, so they're not going to have to pay it back. It's limited to five years. So there's a very real incentive to innovate and complete the project because it's a five-year goal. Got it. And, and tell me about your journey to MCC. Uh, I'm sure you have an IT background. You're in your role today. But how did you get into MCC and, and be involved in this amazing, amazing initiative? So absolutely. Like you, you know, I'm, I'm, old, I'm older. I'm Gen Xer. Um, so I remember, <laughs> I'm Gen Xer too. I remember the 80s and all the really cool introduction of technology got me, got, got my, you know, got really interested in how do I solve problems with that mm-hmm. stuff. And so um, that, that kind of spurred a desire for me to get involved. Um, I, I did the military route. I went into private sector. And I'm now you know, in, the, in the public sector just trying to find ways. How can we solve complex problems in a better, innovative approach that's going to bring best value at the, also the, the lowest cost to, say, the U.S. taxpayer? Mm, got it. Got it. In, in from a technology perspective, you're MCC. Uh, we're here today, and I I'm pretty much know that you all are using the Microsoft stack in a big way. So tell us about your journey or your organization's journey to Office 365 and where you're at today. Yeah, so MCC, um, I've been at the agency about six years, and they, they've been on Office 365 for about six years. So that, that's a big help, right? Mm-hmm. As a, so our agency is young. I said at the beginning, been around since only 2004. We don't have the legacy you know, mm. systems and infrastructure. Right. And so, so you have SharePoint 2001 or 2003? Huh? Well, you know, we, we had SharePoint, uh-huh. but we, we did it in ways where it was easier to move it into the cloud. Got so it. like, unlike a large agency that's got a huge infrastructure burden to move into the cloud, we're already in the cloud. Mm-hmm. We did that a couple, you know, three years ago. It's not a big deal. So Office 365 has been a great partner for us in terms of, you know, getting the, the work done already. Sure. Um, and the values they bring. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I also assume that since this is a government agency, you're in the government community cloud, right? We are in the government community cloud. That's, uh, that's a challenge, right? So the government community cloud, for those who don't know, because you're not in the public sector, is uh, a version of Office 365 with uh, less, so we say, uh, features. And, and it's not because Microsoft purposely trimmed it down. No, no. Uh, these features will come, but it requires certification, compliance, FedRAMP. That's all right. That stuff, all yeah. those things are, are necessary. And lucky for us, at least within the fact that we're already on Office 365, we've already gone through what you know, government calls authority to operate on that system. And so as they roll out features for us, they are available to us without a significant cost for reevaluation. Of Got security. it. Got it. But I'm pretty sure you, you all have Microsoft Teams as well, right? We do have Microsoft Teams. Thank you. <laughs> so, it was a long road, though, right, for, for Government Community Cloud. So, yes, we do have it. I know Microsoft Teams is front and center of what you're working on and what you hope that your organization would really corral around. So tell me about Microsoft Teams. What are you all doing with Microsoft Teams, and how did this journey start, and what does the, the adoption look like? So our journey um, started before Teams was released to the Government Community Cloud. So, you know, we got to hear about it coming. We knew what it was, mm. and we knew that it would solve a very specific shadow IT challenge, right? I, I'm sure nobody else has shadow IT. No, it's only you. It's only us. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so Teams coming on board gave us a chance to, to convince our users that it was better to keep that data within the infrastructure we already had and then um, take a look at new 
really like innovative way, a completely you know, mindset change of how you interact with people. So prior to Teams, what are some of the examples of interactions that's happening? What kind of shadow IT technologies are people using? We would have to, <laughs> I got to be careful, right? Uh, so we would have to work with, with, with organizations that might reach out into the free versions of uh, things consumer like tools, yeah. consumer tools like yeah. Slack or Trello or yeah. other tools that might be out there. Right that you know anybody can sign up for right? right even whether you're a government person or not and you're just trying i mean to be fair they're just trying to solve a business problem yeah and, and don't get me wrong these tools are, are great for what they do Absolutely. right and we're not saying they're not you know powerful or capable um but collectively from perspective of uh, organizational standard or compliance or audit especially with government uh, those are right right we got to worry about records management sure. we have very specific compliance rules around how we capture and do data retention and ensure that we're not sharing data we should sure. share yep. so um yeah so, so that shadow it kind of drove for us um a desire for the team's product because it it, it eliminated a lot of challenges people were having and mm. how they were accomplishing their business got it so Walk us through day one, right? When y'all decided, look, this is the, the path forward, and this we're convinced that this will make us better, uh, allow our business or our agency to uh, fulfill the mission much faster. What was day one look like? How did you start convincing people and planning people and piloting, if you may? To be fair, day one was convince leadership, mm. right? Because it's a new tool. And, you know, we're a small agency, as you mentioned a couple times. And How many people? Three, have? We have 300 federal employees. 300 federal employees. Okay. And we have maybe that many uh, contract support sure. on, on and off. You depending know, on the project. Depending yeah. on the type of project or, uh, or, or our specific need. It lets us be a little more nimble in that respect. And so our concern always is um, how are we going to teach people to use it? Right? We're not a large staff. And they're very, very busy, right? We have five years to complete these projects overseas. Sure. They can't be paused while mm. we try to figure out how to do a rollout. So – the easiest way for her to do this was to, to, to look at key people who are already trying to innovate new approaches to how they do business, invite them in to a pilot, right? Pilot, a pilot's an easy way to introduce it to some people. And we were really looking for partners who would be honest in their feedback to us, who, mm. that would, you know, give it to us how it is, right? Sure, and good, bad, or ugly. It's not working yeah, in yeah. this way, or you've locked down security too much in this way, and so you've completely eliminated the value. And so we, we picked a couple small offices, um, that it, it, are there specific function in those offices? So well, easily, since we're RT, our software development teams, sure, they're always innovating, right? They're they're building solutions, and they easily adopted. And then we have um, we have another office who has a lot of desire to move forward, you know, records, move forward, knowledge management, and just information management in general. And so, because they're always trying to innovate, look for ways to solve those problems. Um, we were able to then say, hey, would you like a tool to collaborate more effectively, mm. capture how you're interacting with each other, and, and then you know, give us feedback on how that interaction collaboration is working. So, so part of that, obviously, it's not just giving them the tool, right? You provided guidance and training. And, and what kind of learning model did you put in place? And, and I would imagine if, if a lot of these people are also technical, it, it didn't take too much or too long for them to get on board. Right? No, I would say... Um, we have we have heavily leveraged the adoption and training material Microsoft produces, even mm. though it's not fully in line with the government version. Uh, they have done a great job. Like they have a government, they have the, they have the Teams adoption flipbook. Mm. They've created a Teams adoption government version of that. Got it. Was great, which yeah. is extremely helpful. Um, Microsoft's been very responsive when we reach out to them, talk about our specific challenges. 
And so it makes it easier to then not have to, like, we don't have a video, you know, we don't have like a big back office social media sure. or, or a, a creation Production team. team. Yeah. Right. So we can't create all these things. But I would say, you know, Advent of Stream is going to be helpful. We're, we're looking at using Stream. We're looking at letting people use their phones, make quick videos. Sure. Whatever we can to, like, introduce people to topics. Sure. And um, it doesn't have to be highly produced, right? No, right. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're looking for use cases of how you've used the technology. How has it solved your specific uh, way of doing things? And does that also solve that same problem for somebody else? It, it may not, right? Sure. It may not, and we may have other examples we've got to bring in. But as we go through our pilot, that we want to capture those stories. Right, right. And then find a way to publish them back out so people can say – because, I mean, because Teams is a blank slate. Sure. Right? There's no, like, instruction manual that says you must use it one, two, three, four, five this way. But I, I want to highlight what you just mentioned, right? So it sounds like, obviously, you have the first layer of training. Use what's out there, right? Uh, basic stuff. We're in GCC. Here's how to create a team, create a channel. But then what I really like what you said is you took it to the next level, and it's not – it's not the traditional idea where IT or training department should create all these training. You empower everybody else and say, hey, how has this helped you? Record a quick video. And look, it doesn't – you use your phone. Just record it, right? Or you don't have to have you know, fancy software. Just use Stream. Or, in fact, conduct a Teams meeting and record it that way. And, and, and they know what they do better than you. That's right. And, and them learning from each other, and research has found learning from your colleagues is much, much more effective than anything else. I totally agree. Brown bags, you yes. know, is a big thing. And we've been recording, you know, meetings in Skype for forever. Because sure. that's a way for us to then – we have people – 75% of our agency travels. We're doing this work everywhere overseas, right? right. We're, not, we're not doing this work here in the United States. So how do we put those tools in a way that they can more timely access them on their schedule? Got it, got it. Throughout this pilot – what are some of the um, constructive feedback you've gotten, regardless if it's technology or how you deployed it, and uh, how did you overcome that? So I, I would say, you know, I'm very excited for private channels. Sure. Private channels are just now released into general availability for the commercial version. Sure. Um, and we, we had to come up with a way of doing that sort of, right, um, creating more teams than necessary to have that private um, capability. We've heavily, before Teams, since we're just in pilot on Teams, we have heavily leveraged office groups Got because it. it gives you the easy way to create, like, quick working groups. Sure. Uh, we do a lot of matrix stuff. Our, our organization, you know, when it comes to, together to work in a country, we get people yeah, from cross-functional teams, cross-functional yeah. teams yeah. and create a workspace for them, fast, efficient, right? In the past, they would have to create a service ticket, went yeah, through this to create account. Yeah. went into a queue, and finally we'd create mm. a, a SharePoint site have to apply permissions, and then you have to contact every, every single time you wanted new permissions. Mm. This, this has really sped up the opportunities, and we're seeing our, 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 our business partners just you know, jumping and leaping at this opportunity, not only because how quickly they can do it themselves, and we'll help them, right? We'll, we'll come alongside, and we'll have meetings. We'll say, hey, here's how we've done it before. Mm. This might work for you. But also because it's now available on every device. Got it. It's not just... Um, on their work laptop. It right. can be on their phone. It can Correct. be, uh, you know, when you're, wherever you are, you can quickly access the content you need to access. And so Teams just adds to that, right? Teams provides now a communications channel right. to go along with where you're storing all your files. Sure. And communi- communi- Hello, Shift Happens podcast listeners. I have an exciting offer for you. Join us for our in-person Shift Happens conference, October 10 to 11, in Washington, D.C. Registration is free. That's right, it's free. 
and you walk away with actionable strategies from industry leaders and peers to make Shift happen in your digital workplace. Visit shifthappens.to to register today. We'll see you there. So between the private channel and the early years of Office 365 groups bringing it to teams, anything else, at least from a, a mission or agency perspective, people came back to you with, good, bad, or ugly? I mean, I would say, I mean, one of the visions I think Microsoft had, and when they talked about teams, is it's a space where you, you get into and you never leave, right? Right, right, right. So we have found that to be very effective for... It's like a, that one-stop shop, right? Focused teams mm. that have to deal with you know, we're, we're leveraging Power BI. Mm. So you have a dashboard, you have your spreadsheet with the data, you have whatever documents uh, penned or links to the document library. And, and for our pilot team, we're finding they don't leave teams, right? They, they don't need to use Outlook. They, they've not sent an email. Wow. If it was something that went to somebody else on the team, they have not sent that email. That email is gone, right? The only emails they're sending are people who aren't in the team. In fact, because they've so well adopted it, um, they're coming to us saying, hey, can you add this person to our pilot because we interact with them a lot and we, oh, we don't, don't want to send an email. So, so wait, let, let's talk about it. I, I know large organizations, especially government, notorious for email. How, how has that impacted email? Do you track that like between the pilot group and the uh, folks that haven't been using this? So, you know, from a statistical model, we uh -huh. haven't really dived into that yet. Sure. From a conversational, yeah, yeah. hey, how is this affecting your day-to-day -day work? It's huge. It's, it's big. I mean, I, I'm an older guy, so I, it, this is a mindset change that we wanted to validate in, the t in this pilot, right? I didn't believe it. I never believed it when Microsoft said, oh, you'll stop sending it, right? I, I totally didn't believe it. But it's proving out that it makes sense now that when they have, they have change in the staff or uh, somebody new is c coming into the team. Onboarding, right? Onboarding into yeah. it. They can go back and see the, everything, plus all the pre-pinned sure. content. Right, they right. don't go find it. What, well, well, right. that, that's what I tell everybody too, like, just like you in the past. So in my organization, we have a team of about 50, 55 people around the world. In the past, you know, we had distribution list, we had a SharePoint site, we that's had right. uh, Jira, we had Creative <laughs> Cloud. And if I onboard somebody, uh, hey, Jeremy, welcome to the team. I'm going to forward you 10,000 emails. Right. And these are the 20 different systems you need to log into. Here's all the links. Don't lose them. Correct. It's, it's crazy. But now... Somebody joins my team, they're added to the team through AD, and I'll say, hey, look, just browse through general channel the last two weeks. Everything you need in, uh, in this team, it's all in the tabs, right? Absolutely. And, and imagine how you can quickly spin up and make people be productive. That, that's, you know, that's our goal. I mean, right, as a government agency, uh, the normal bureaucracy is not what we're trying to get done, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to find ways to do it faster, cheaper, more efficient. Our focus is on that strategic investment in those countries. We don't really want to get bogged down by our internal uh, paperwork, or, paperwork yeah. or, or slow ways to get the answers to your question. Sure, sure. So in this pilot, are there uh, opportunities you've seen, part of lessons learned, oh, wow, this could be a good use case if we're doing a project in X country or... So what are some of those, if you can share? So definitely, we've seen an opportunity because of how well it's working within this one pilot group, or sure. two pilot groups, really, if you count ourselves. Um, we see an opportunity to expand this to our multi-matrix uh, team, right? That we, in the past, we've created an environment for them to all mm -hmm. work within in terms of storing content. Right. But they haven't had that focused collaboration interaction except through email. And so now we'll be able to create an environment where they can 
they can have all that, have the place where they store their documents in a way that's compliant for you know records sure. and, and all that sort of stuff. But then um, not have to wonder how else do I interact with people. And so as we move forward in in our rollout, I you know that is going to be a key business driver in terms of efficiency of those teams. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And by having the pilot, we're able to you know do the pilot in re- less so-called risky areas of sure. our business, right? The people who aren't directly impacting that country work. Right. And then get all the lessons learned and then go to them and say, hey, who's interested? Because, I mean, we have, we have multiple countries we're working with once, so there are different teams for all, sure. all of them. Go talk to one that maybe is at the beginning stages. And, right. Or they're a little more innovative. They're interested in new technology. And say, hey, we want you to come in and try this, and you'll be representative of the feedback we need for Got it. out more broadly. Got it. So throughout this pilot, what type of um, reporting or update briefing do you give to leadership? So they'll... You know, they're, they're informed as to how it's going or not. Or not. Yeah. So, fortunately, we've had some change in leadership in terms of staffing and whatnot. So, um, working to get our, our new CIO on board. Got with it. The, some of the stuff we, you know, preemptively done before he came on board. Um, leadership's going to be key to making sure this rolls out, right? I mean, uh, if you looked at any of Microsoft's adoption material, they're going to tell you, find those leaders, get them to like it. Mm. They like it. Everybody's going to like it, right? Or... or Actually, find their find their executive assistant. Mm. Get the executive assistant to like it. That's a secret because right, they're, right. they're the gatekeepers, right? That's right. And then everybody else will like it. And so um, we are putting together already right now briefing materials um, to try to to bring it in, expose it to the leaders. Say, hey, here's where the benefits are. Right. So we we wanted to kind of behind the scenes drive that value first. Then we can present it to them, you Look, know, rather than going to them with just our hypothesis of what we think right. is going to happen. Or, or the Contoso story, right? Right, right. So, that, yeah, so absolutely. So we're just looking for ways that we can, we can formulate that story in a way mm-hmm. that's going to make sense to them. They're going to see that the value's already proven itself. Mm-hmm. And, then and then you have the pilot group to, to champion it, right? Champion, be witness for that, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. In fact, we're, we're looking at the pilot group uh, to find some, you know, very knowledgeable, very interactive people to adapt. Bring in and create our own champions network within the agency. Got it. Got it. So I'm sure part of the pilot too is, especially before you brief your leadership, is thinking about maintaining it, right? Governing it. So what kind of ideas have you considered as you start seeing the patterns, how people are using it, and you want to scale to 300 or more people? (laughs) Right. You know, like, like you said, you have a very lean team. So how can you maximize your team without being bogged down by some potential operational and management challenges? That, that is a great question. So, I mean, that is the key question for us, right? Mm-hmm. We can pilot all day long all yeah. kinds of different things. Sure. And at the end of the day, if we can't sustain them, mm. then they won't work. So it is a key, key element we've been trying to talk about in terms of, like, what's, the, what's going to be the process by which somebody gets first educated about this new capability? Um, whether it's through these quick videos sure. or, or, or whatnot, or even just you know formal sessions, drop-ins. We like I like the idea of office hours. Hey, yes. just drop in if you have questions. Yeah. We're we'll, yeah. we'll here. But also, um, how are we going to train our our service desk people to leverage it? Now, I, you know we we're we're definitely looking at all opportunity all ways to solve that problem. We have great uh, partners um, in our in our support staff. But also, there are um, plenty, and as you walk around the, the floor sure. out here at Ignite, there yeah. are plenty of third-party business sure. opportunities that have tools and solutions yeah. that are inexpensive that uh, we're going to take a look at. And, and, and that's uh, one thing I really want to bring up, too, is oftentimes there's this um, 
thinking that the base platform could do everything. It right? can't. Right. And certainly Microsoft can only do so much because they, they won't be able to fulfill every scenario. And what are you left with, right? Uh, you can code it. Good. You can PowerShell all day long. And, and if you have the staff, the team, dedicated team to do that, great. But then, in my opinion, especially looking at how the platform is expanding, the value of IT is better spent partnering with the business, figuring out a solution, and, and just look at other options or other technologies that can complement Augment. Uh, we would completely agree. I mean, one of the, that's one of the, the factors within our office. We want to be innovative partners with our business mm -hmm. um, staff because we could just go buy technology, or anybody could just go buy technology. We could roll out laptops. We can make sure all that stuff works. But if we don't truly interact with them and understand what their business challenges are, then how, and then, and then say, oh, you wouldn't believe it. We actually have a tool that exactly. fixes that problem. Well, well, that's what happened to SharePoint, right? That's I right. I mean, I love SharePoint. It's been 16, 17 years, but I tell you, over 80% of organizations use it, nothing more but a big file dump. It, that's, that's absolutely and, correct. But we know SharePoint could do a whole lot more because back in the day, it's like, oh, let's upgrade 2010. See ya in three years, right? right. And that's it. So I think, especially now with the cloud and teams and the capability, it's essential that we stand side by side with our business, our agency as key partners. Totally agree. So what's next? Where you are in the pilot? What are your plans? What's, what's going to happen post-pilot? So as we finish up this pilot, collect the lessons learned, um, we're going to take, you know, for government, the, the November, December months are kind of light in terms sure. of things going on. It's holidays. So it's a great opportunity for us to kind of retool our thoughts, uh, look at results, and then formulate a plan. Then maybe as we get into the new year, people get back to business. Fresh, new. Fresh. We have an opportunity to introduce to them um, some concepts, some things that we have, some tools that are already invested, you know, right? We're already, already part of our portfolio. And how they can um, see how the other teams used it. Got it. And then innovatively think about how that might then work within their area. Got it. And so, you know, we're, we're going to continue to gather user stories. We're going to continue to expand our pilots. Uh, you know, we could expand our pilot almost the whole agency if, sure. you know, if we're not careful. So we do want to make sure we, we get to the point where we've, we've chopped it off and, and created yeah. some of that formalized communication and training. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, right? Uh, the key is when you have a pilot, really be very focused and disciplined on what you want to get out of it in the timeline. Because a lot of organizations, especially back in the SharePoint, the pilot became production, right? That's right. We, and we definitely don't want that because governance yeah. has got to still be implemented correctly. And we're using the lessons learned for governance, for how we do records retention. Mm. So the lessons learned and the architecture underneath Teams is all being experimented with in this pilot. Got it. And that's going to then drive, you know, all of the normal governmental policies we have to put in place. The automated methodologies for, you know, we, that we give to our, our, our staff for spinning up the team. Mm -hmm. All those things are going to, you know, be put together hopefully through the next few months and then we'll be able to take a look at a broader launch. Well, amazing. Well, Jeremy, before I let you go, uh, if you can share one tip to everyone listening and watching, how can they make shift happen as they move to this new world of the modern workplace and really be successful at it? So I would say talk to the influencers in your organization. That may be your leadership. Mm. It may be uh, people who are directly within their circle of influence. Get them on board. Look for the people who are constantly pushing the boundaries for what, what, what you can do in an innovative environment. Show them the stuff. Get them in your pilot, mm. right? Get their feedback. They're going to love it. They're going to get your leaders to love it. 
And then, you know, we all go out for drinks after. Oh, there you go. Well, with that, speaking of drinks, I think it's still early for drinks, but but definitely we'll get together later. So thanks everybody again for listening to this episode. And Jeremy, thank you and walking us through how you're doing the pilot. I'd like for everybody that's listening and watching, uh, subscribe if you've enjoyed this conversation. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AbPoint, Inc., produced and edited by the AbPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting AbPoint.com.